everybody, welcome to episode 7 of season 2 of Red Wings Rant, uh, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings now have a home. Today we're going to be talking, of course, that Elmer Soderblom, beautiful between the legs goal. We've got everybody else being covered through the World Juniors. How did they perform over the first couple of days? Do we have anything else to look forward to in this initial round? Uh, we also want to talk on this day. We have a good one to show you, and it relates to my thought process watching the World Juniors. Uh, we've still got another beer from the Rochester Mills 12 Days of Christmas. We might have to down these two at a time moving forward since uh, they're getting pretty old. Uh, <laughs> we've also got a Who's That Pokemon. Mike has a huge question to ask me about the Red Wings captaincy. Uh, and uh, what else? What else do we have? I think, I think that's it. But uh, strap in. We've got a quick ad for you from the Hockey Podcast Network, another show that we hope you guys will check out. Uh, so, three, two, one, uh, here we go. I'm Corey Francia. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game. This game, is, this game is just bullshit now. Oh, my gosh. I actually, they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hey, there he is. A couple of panty melters over here. Matt, how Lord are things boy. over there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, doing good. I, uh, I've actually been in incredible pain the last few days. It started on Christmas Eve. I mean... I, my back was so screwed up, I couldn't breathe. I had to do shallow breaths all day during Christmas, and that includes, you know, lifting the one-year-old and bringing her to her new presents and lifting all her heavy stuff and moving my own stuff. Uh, but yeah, it did start feeling better till I guess my back knew I was going to be recording uh, this morning, everybody's favorite Red Wings podcast, so that's, maybe, maybe that's why uh, my back did me a favor, but I mean... Icy hot patches, four ibuprofens at a time. Uh, it, it was awful. Uh, the worst back pain I've ever felt. And and yet, I still know I'm miles away from anything uh, my wife has felt delivering her first. And, of course, uh, the second on the way, I know she's going to win the battle still. So that that's what you use to to persevere. You tell yourself... My wife has handled much worse, so I need to just man up and keep moving. Wow. It sounds like she's in the other room. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll say uh, my my, uh, my back is, is also uh, in a lot of pain. I've had to uh, carry quite a burden this week. I've had to be one of the first people I know in all of Michigan to be the proud owner of a Seattle Kraken t-shirt, baby. Oh, Woo! my God. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a quite a load to bear, uh, having the coolest uh, mascot in uh, the NHL on one of your t-shirts. <laughs> but we have uh, we have some pals in Seattle. They hooked me up with some uh, delicious Seattle snacks and then uh, this really cool t-shirt. So pretty fired wow. up about this one. And uh, outside of that, it was a pretty lovely Christmas. And uh, it sounds like... You know, you and Addie are really enjoying the bowling balls that I got her for, for Christmas there and get to carry those around on your uh, lower back muscles. So, Matt, very thrilled to hear Addie, a uh, one-year-old, is loving the great game of bowling. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, uh, just in case anybody doesn't want to uh, get Kraken stuff, uh, if they want to get something that matches more along the lines of what Matt's wearing, that's right, he's got his Red Wings rant sweatshirt. Uh, that can be found at bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. We have the link <coughs> on the homepage to our shop. Uh, so just head over there, find the word shop, and you can start picking up some neat stuff as well as, Mike, I was drinking out of uh, our Brothers of Discussion mug. That's right. Yeah. There it is. Brothers yeah. of Discussion mug. Says it, on, says it on the back there. Go yeah. check that stuff out at bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, if you just want to follow along with the conversation, which I was so happy that, Mike, I got to actually tweet about a live hockey game yesterday that mattered to the Detroit Red Wings. It wasn't necessarily a Wings game, but uh, yeah. I had some fun yesterday. Uh, Mike, I had people from uh, Spain uh, sharing my tweets about uh, Elmer Soderblom yesterday, but you guys can share them too at BOD Hockey. You can find our Facebook page as uh, 
Red Wings rant. Uh, we also service uh, uh, wrestling fans. We we service them properly. Wow. <laughs> POD. Yes. Uh, and then we have a joint Instagram uh, for both pro wrestling and Detroit Red Wings hockey. Uh, memes galore. Uh, you've also got the on this day videos that uh, you can find if Matt has the time and his back isn't destroyed. So there hasn't been one in a few days. Luckily, the Red Wings don't play too many hockey games on Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> those can be found at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. So go check all that stuff out. Follow us. Mike, um, I'm going to say this. I The season's starting, and we've been holding off on doing a huge giveaway. So I suggest you follow us now so that you don't miss the huge giveaway because I've decided I don't give a poop what happens. We're doing it when this new season starts. Uh, so follow along so you don't miss a thing because you're going to have to be following us to win. Uh, so just do it now. Get it out of the way. And boom, boom goes the dynamite. OK. Uh, also, oh, right. The YouTube page, too. Brothers of Discussion. OK. Everything goes up there. Beautiful. Mike, where were we? Uh, uh, this is a hockey show. What do we got? Hockey. <laughs> Let's do uh, our on this day. Uh, we'll come back to that. It. So this is all going to relate our first couple of uh, subjects here, because the first thing is it's a Gustav Nyquist goal back in 2014, Mike. Yeah. I was just thinking and talking about this goal yesterday because I got to watch Lucas Raymond, you know, from start to finish in that, that Swedish hockey game. And it's one thing to watch him in the SHL, but when he gets to play the U20 uh, players, um, it, it, this is a guy that, that really does just control the puck. You can see him. He has so much time to plot out what he's going to do, making space. Get, I mean, he's still he's still not the biggest guy. We know when he's in the SHL, he's pretty small. Uh, when he's playing the adult, you know, in the adult league. Uh, but when he's in this U twenty league, he's got some more opportunity because there's a lot more uh, size comparable players <laughs> to Lucas. And we're not, we're not, we know he's going to grow. We know he's going to get bigger. We know he's going to figure out how to use what he has to make it work in the NHL. We're pumping him not a real complaint. As we speak. Yeah. But he, he absolutely was ragging the puck. Like, <laughs> I, I, exactly this play that we're about to show. Um, I just, it, it was so funny to me because I, I don't, I'm not able to rattle these days off, but. The, the fact that I was just talking and thinking about this goal yesterday, I was pretty happy. And that's why the significance of sharing it today. But again, this was uh, December 27, 2014. Uh, Gustav Nyquist scoring the uh, game winner after holding on to the puck, Mike, for 28 goddamn seconds. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I, I do. certainly it was, did. Uh, it was a lot like NHL 20, uh, the video game, where you put it on rookie and you can just skate around and around and around the offensive zone and the defenseman don't bother you. So Nyquist uh, <laughs> turned it on easy here. Here he goes. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll let uh, Kenny walk us through this. Arthur. And now back again. He's going to get dizzy. Now go on to his forehand, out of the backhand again. Just, oh my God. Trying to get away from Cowan. Call Nyquist on this ship. Keep on going. I mean, this Nyquist was. Nyquist has it. Nyquist shooting. Score! <laughs> God, I missed that. Ship got Nyquist. 3-2 Detroit. They win it in Ottawa. I mean, it's just, uh, God, I, I really miss hearing Ken Daniels' voice. Uh, I didn't think I'd miss it that much. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it, that's what I was seeing from Lucas Raymond yesterday. I think we all know uh, we've seen the shots uh, on the power play with the SHL, him from the point, him from the top of the circle, and and that's great. But, I mean, to be able to rag the puck like that, and it wasn't for 28 seconds for Lucas, but he's, he's setting up plays too. It's, it's something for me I'm just so excited about to know. And this is a great play. This is something that when we lost Gustav, this is the first thing that came to mind. Uh, so this is something I'm going to hold near and dear to my heart and uh, forever will be a, uh, a Gus Nyquist fan. But um, I, I just, it, it's, it's, it's fun. It, it's just fun to think that something like this with maybe like, uh, I'm, I know we had our 70 point seasons from Gus, uh, but seeing the equivalent out of Lucas Raymond, I think where you take it that next step is you go, all right, well, Gus did this at a, a more advanced age, and Lucas is already doing this now. Uh, again, against U twenty, but uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't poo poo getting this. But I'm also saying, 
we are getting something that looks like this plus with Lucas Raymond. And uh, if you guys are watching those World Junior games, that's that's where a lot of this is coming from. That's where the excitement is coming from. That's where Matt can barely get straight thoughts out of his head. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I like it right now. Um, I like what's happening to you, Matt. You're you're at a loss. You're so excited. There's all this. You're just you're just popping positivity all left and right. Um, <laughs> after that, Matt, you know we're gonna get out of 2020. We're almost out, and uh, we're gonna get out of that nightmare of a Red Wing season. And it sounds like you're you're just ready. You're ready for this next step, and I, I, I'm very excited that Lucas Raymond, the guy who, man, the, I know you uh, talk about injuring your back holding something heavy, but it might also be from patting yourself on the back for predicting the Lucas Raymond draft pick. I know that you gave yourself quite a few Tommaso Champa back pats on that one. Um, to, so to see that kind of payoff, um, I'm glad that you're literally <laughs> electrified. You're beaming more than the birth of your child. This is This is exciting to see, man. Great. She's gonna be. She's gonna be thrilled she's to hear me talking three. about this. Yeah, she's gonna be talking. Excited moment. Well, everybody in uh, Red Wings Nation should be patting themselves on the back because uh, Mike, our this week's be the GM. Yeah. Uh, we we're playing. We're we're having a little bit more fun, so we could mix in the World Juniors here. But uh, we asked, besides Lucas Raymond, if you were the GM, who are you most excited to uh, to see this week? And, uh, Mike, it was uh, not quite a landslide, but, uh, and I'm pretty sure we didn't get any late votes. <laughs> uh, but it was Elmer Soderblom that, that got the win uh, here at 41% of the vote. Uh, number two is uh, Albert Johansson. Now, I also thought this was funny because we combined uh, Emil Vero, Ben Nash, and Berglund into one vote, and they yeah. only got 5.9% of the votes. So not, not too many people were, were thrilled to see. Man, who, who uh, else would we have had to include in that fourth option to get some numbers up there, huh? <laughs> well, that's your uh, I don't know. You know I, I was a little, I was a little proud of this too. I, I, uh, I have our nicknames down here: Teddy, uh, Neater, Back of the Net. Mike, you came up with that one. Uh, yeah. Elmer, the friendly giant Soderblom. Uh, I, I thought after yesterday, uh, maybe we're gonna have to throw like a Pavel or a Detsuk or Magic Man nod because goddamn, was he amazing? Uh, I don't have one yet for uh, Albert Johansson, but uh, Mike, we have Emil. I need a hero, Vero. I was pretty happy with that. Uh, <laughs> Gustav Iceberg lunge dead ahead. Uh, that one's a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> wow. Jan, put him to bed, Bednash. <laughs> wow. All right. Those, those, Here he folks, goes. those are your nicknames for your. <laughs> Man, just giving away free headlines for the Detroit News and the Free Press. Look at him go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt, I think that the people have spoken, and uh, I'm gonna get uh, I'm getting on those coattails. Give me those coattails because there's one thing that is uh, exciting in the NHL is a tall player. Um, everybody loves a good Sedano Chara. Matt, it's even more exciting when he's part of your team. Matt, we have one. We have a six-eight monster. Uh, he could be in WWE after he hangs up his skates. Let's see this. Beautiful. Yeah, this this was this is a uh, this is just going to be a gift, so it's just going to play over and over. But this is sort of like taking it into the zone uh, all alone. I mean, the moves that this guy has at six foot eight is incredible. And and we joked last week about you know he's playing he's playing the kiddos like we want to see him dominate because uh, he should. Uh, like everybody's a foot shorter than him. Uh, yeah. But it, the hands I was not expecting. The hands is where it just blows my mind of like, look at look at what this kid's able to do. Yeah, if but you're, yeah, this if is listening to the audio of the show. Uh, this is an exact replica of going to the rink on a Saturday morning and watching the peewees. And then there's the one kid who's uh, you know, been getting a lot of protein milk in his in his cereal, <laughs> and he's already like six foot four, and the other kids are, you know, still four and a half feet tall, and he's just outscaling them, outsizing them. Um, and making moves. Uh, so that's that's what this six eight monster that Iserman found. Um, I, so I the next one, free for Elmer. It's it's more than Lucas Raymond, Matt. We, we can't hammer that home enough, and then these <laughs> highlights make it easier to do. Yeah, the next the next one here is uh, this is what the I uh, IIHF uh, tweeted out uh, for their World Juniors coverage. So it's the IIHF World Junior Championship. Uh, th this is them saying. We might have goal of the tournament two days in. And, uh, Mike, I, I mean, this is this is it. This is what everybody's been talking about. 
Um, I, I guess, uh, should I, should I play the, uh, the audio is not fun. It's not like it's a Ken Daniels call. All right. So uh, let's just, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, here's the actual video, but, uh, you know, for everybody at home, I mean, this is, this is on the power play. Soderblom gets the puck in front of the net, handles it between his legs and puts it over the goalie's shoulder with, with a single shot. Um, I, I just, uh, it's unfortunate our replay is so far away, Mike, so you can't see the beauty of this, but uh, if, if you watch this happen live yesterday, I didn't even have like in my head, I'm like, all right, he just turned around and put it in the net. Like an amazing play granted, like for him yeah. to just find the space in front of the net and the score. But when you see the replay and see that he put the, the stick between his two huge tree trunks, uh, I just, it, you know, it's, uh, it's gotta be terrifying for, uh, the other prospects for, uh, other people who are going to be playing against this guy. I, the, what I can easily compare it to is the way, um, you know, back in the day in the NBA, if you were a center, all you had to do was stand up and, you know, be like the chief in one flew over the cuckoo's nest and just put your arms up to block Get shots. Get your hands up in the air, chief. Get your hands up, chief. And then, uh, you know, you just had to dunk. But now, like, these guys can play uh, off the dribble. They can uh, hit three-pointers. And Elmer definitely feels like he's been watching centers in the NBA and said, yeah, big guys aren't just goofs in front of the net. Watch this hand-eye coordination. Uh, he's, he's given us all these uh, dazzling uh, – can't use that word enough uh, to describe Elmer – dazzling displays of uh, stick handling. So it's, you know, I think we've seen big goobers who can, uh, you know, they're tough bodies to move away from the net, um, you know, on the power play kind of station guys like that in front of the net. But, man, if he's actually going to have coordination um, and be able to, you know, break the um, blue right. line, break the play open, it's just the now how do you stop him? <laughs> yeah, you're not waiting for him to settle in. Right. He's the one I, bringing I, the puck in and starting the play. It's uh, I, I just – Ooh, we're all a flutter over here at Red Wings Rent. We can't right. wait to see this guy get a call up. <clears throat> and that's where, like, in, in my head, I started thinking, like, uh, this, this guy needs to have, like, the nickname of just recognizing him as a giant. Mike, I mean, we're pro wrestling fans. We're, we're, we're watching right now the renaissance of, like, the hybrid pro wrestler where they're giant and they move like a Rey yeah. Mysterio for anybody who's not familiar, yeah. uh, which is incredible to see. Like, this... This might could be the steal. I mean, this is pick number if off the top of my head, 159. I tweeted it yesterday. 158 yeah. guys got picked up before him. Granted, I mean, this is one game, but yeah. this could end up being like one of the steals because the NHL just keeps getting bigger, but you're yeah. still going to need puck handlers. Mike, if yeah. this works out, if this guy makes it to the NHL, this could be the steal of the century, a sixth round draft pick playing like that Ooh. yeah like we've we've experimented with tall guys right we've seen like the giant gonzalez right i'd say zidane right. chara is like the undertaker right because he's you know he's big he's got skill but I, I could see elmer almost being like a keith lee like my god did you see that top rope suicida <laughs> from this yeah. six foot eight goliath i don't know what to my mind can't like comprehend I, what's happening we're we're this defining would, gravity literally this would literally be newton's every guy newton's laws are gone they're over <laughs> this would literally be every guy i've created in the nhl video game i have them. every guy every time i create myself when i'm seven right. and a half feet tall 400 pounds <laughs> of pure muscle with a 99 for speed yes yeah exactly well, Maybe he doesn't have a 99 for speed, but you know where we're going with this. He's a, he's a right. fantasy. He's elusive. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's hard to hide uh, when you're six foot eight. So you got to be elusive. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, Mike, I mean, there, there were so many things to be excited about yesterday too, besides Elmer, but I, I mean, obviously this needed most of our, our attention. Yeah. Um, and again, we're excited right now, Mike, this is like when you watched, uh, if you watch soul, the, the new Pixar movie, Which I did. It's a, I saw a lot of people go, oh, that's the greatest Pixar movie of all time. And and then it immediately, you know. It is the newest Pixar movie of all exactly. time. Exactly. It's like, no, you're just you're just excited right now. So, <laughs> I mean, we've still got a Bergeron right now that's like leading the SHL in points where we should have most of our excitement. Um, but it, it's still fun. Like, if you're not watching this and having fun with the – like, if we saw Lucas Raymond do that yesterday, I think – we wouldn't be quite as excited about it. I would still be like, I'd be tweeting about it. I'd be making gifts, yeah. but for Soderblom to do it, 
it wasn't expected. I don't think we we were tracking him. And even though we had a couple of replays we showed in the last month of him doing the same sort of stick handling in the SHL and in, and then in the uh, the U twenty league in Sweden, yeah. um, I just this this wasn't on our radar. This wasn't something we came in and we were like, all right, let's see the six foot eight guy <laughs> just jump around everybody and uh, you know. Freaks. I mean, he's playing, he's playing hopscotch around everybody. It, it's, yeah. uh, but anyway, you, you get my point. Like, no, and the other thing he has going for him, too, is he's, his name's not just, uh, I don't know, Jan Janssen. His name's Elmer. Uh, we don't have yeah. a lot of Elmer opportunities um, in the United States. It's literally the glue, uh, FUD, and now we have a six-foot-eight hockey player. He's the third ready? Elmer. Ready for this? I'm ready. He would be the first Elmer in the NHL since yes. 1956. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Eiserman strikes one. Yep. I mean, that's why you pick a guy up. He's you been watching this guy years. since uh, the birth canal. Really excited to add an <laughs> Elmer to the running. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything about this is exciting. Let's run through everybody else's numbers. We saw uh, Nieder, Teddy Niederbach in the net lived up to his name, uh, putting one in. Uh, Lucas Reyes. Johansson with, I'm not sure if he was officially credited, but he didn't get credit for an assist when the game ended, but it was certainly his assist. Uh, so he should be up there. Mike, uh, Emil, I need a hero Vero. He was a plus one. Didn't have uh, too much of an effect in a game where, where Finland was, was pretty, uh, dominant. Uh, we didn't, we didn't get any points from him, but, uh, again, we didn't. Have, have we confirmed, is it uh Vero or is it Viro, like a gyro gyro? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that there's a battle uh, that's ongoing between not only himself, because Aguero hasn't decided either, right? I mean, Aguero just goes by anything. So hopefully he comes in and he's like, whatever you guys want to call me. And then we yeah, I, I always feel like when I have those questions, again, that Fred Willard just crap, just craps right in there. Is it a, is it a, excuse me, sir, a professional hockey player? Is it a Vero or do people call you a Viro? Like the delicious lamb meat sandwich with onion and uh, sauce and tomato. Oh, it's fantastic. Put a little feta on that thing. It's a, a little perfect feta sandwich. on there for some. Some people like the feta. I don't know. It's a little little much for me. I'm good with the <laughs> lamb. But, man, continue. Uh, you had a few more prospects for us. That's all. Uh, viral, viral. We it's had uh, viral, like the kids say. All right, then. <laughs> Well, this, this year's, I think, six-round pick off the top of my head. I, I didn't do too much because Ben Nash didn't get a shot, so I, I just threw his name in there. But uh, with the checks getting blown out by a team who didn't get an exhibition game, uh, maybe maybe we will see Ben Nash before the season's over. Uh, so he's in there. Not, nothing yet, though. So those are our boys. Um, in our, our Stutzela um, segment of the week, Matt, you're going to see Jan B-E-D-N-A-R, and it's actually Bednash, not Bednar. So if you want to impress your hockey snob friends, it's a Bednash, not a Bednar. Yep, just go to EliteProspects.com to learn that one. Uh, Mike, final thought here, because I brought it up in my notes uh, on my side, uh, and I had yet to uh, actually talk about it. But let's, I just want you to picture this for a second, Mike. Um, we could right. have the Brothers of Destruction potentially on our power play lines because we would have six foot six Michael Rasmussen. This will be the season where it's like, all right, buddy, get your shit together. Or, or this is it. But have six foot six Rasmussen, and then on another power play line, six foot eight Soderblom. I like. <laughs> I don't know. It writes itself, Mike. You, you make the T-shirts. Brothers of Destuck, you know, Destruction. Rasmussen, I, I, Rasmussen, you saw what happened to Lars Sullivan. All right? There's other big guys down the pipeline. We got this Keith Lee guy. He's amazing. All right? You better you better brush it up. All right? You're, you're running out of time, but still, like, have some other big goofs out there. One of the biggest issues with, with power plays is you try to instill, like, the strategy, like, this is what my team does. But you don't always have like the uh, on two different lines. You can't always size up. You can't always get a quarterback who's as good, uh, you know, on the point that's as good on the first line or as good on the second line. But this would be something where you could mirror the two power play lines, and I, I think that's something that a lot of power play coaches like would just kill for. Uh, but that's that was where my head went. Like after the game, where I'm still celebrating, and I was like, "Here's another celebratory tweet." Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's me. Tagging uh, Soderblom in a SpongeBob gif of him going, "I'm ready, I'm ready." 
<laughs> then the final one was, what if we had the Brothers of Destruction on our power play? All right. I, I realize this isn't going on I great. Like uh, it's, no, it was long-winded. That's what we do best on Red Wings Rant. Uh, <laughs> but what I was going to include, too, is I, I just can't. The way Iserman has these guys, Matt, it's – it's uh, here, we'll do another long-winded one. You know, the Lions Ooh. need an offensive line, and uh, Steve Iserman's like, I have an offensive line. Uh, they're all six foot eight and 300 pounds. There you go. Well, there's a few uh, <laughs> long-winded rants for you. Matt, Yay. is it hard to sample this Rochester Mills beer? I think so, Mike. All right. Today, we've got – oh, man, my glass is super hot now. Shoot. <laughs> I have it right in front of my space heater. Um, uh, we have uh, English toffee is uh, today's beer. I always move my can in the wrong direction. Uh, now, Mike, toffee is a confection made by caramelizing sugar, molasses, along with butter, and occasionally flour. Make sure it's heated. Great. It's actually made by uh, milk sugars and cocoa nibs. Ah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You uh, heat it till it reaches uh, 149 to 154 degrees Celsius. Uh... And it's prepared with nuts and raisins. So for anybody not familiar with toffee, and I'm not sure, I, I saw somebody mention online, because I was like, all right, this is called English toffee. What's the difference between English toffee and toffee? And when I searched that, the only responses I saw were that English toffee was further described as the toffee that I think we're both familiar with. Uh, and then they brought up another thing that wasn't even called toffee. So... Apparently, there's another thing close to toffee. English toffee, you just tell yourself it's toffee. That's that's what I'm getting from from that uh, that bitter. Re Mike, forty five seconds of research for this one one qua one copy one copy of a Wikipedia page one on copy. how to make toffee, and then uh, yeah, me rambling is probably Cheerio more English toffee. Something about yeah. toffee always makes me want to do an Irish accent, not an English one. So this English is throwing me off here, but uh, um. Man, I'm gonna do maybe a, a, a esoteric reference here. What is it about? Uh, we're gonna have to really talk to these Rochester Mills people because remember that movie by Big Fat Greek Wedding, and there was the the dad who was like he used Windex for everything. The Rochester Mills, instead of Windex, they're all like, you know what, cocoa nibs. Well, it's gotta be. That's. I mean, we should do our research, right? That's gotta be a main ingredient. I think we're learning. I guess. I mean, for uh, for any sort of stout, because it, I, that's what we talked about in day one was that we were going to get a lot of chocolatiness from our stouts. So I don't want to, yeah, you know, I just did the wrong questions. thing. Yeah, I we're took some digging here. I think for the final episode, I took Rochester Mill's side instead of uh, my brother's side. I, I apologize, Mike. It's a bad relationship <laughs> habit. You know, that's uh, that's what it's all about here. Go fuck yourself. So that's, here we are. That's, in, uh, just kidding. Uh, man, <laughs> milkshake stout. We got to start grading this puppy. Um, what do we do, Mike? What's our, our three is uh, drinkability, uh, which is taste and the ability to continue to drink it. Uh, yeah. Matching the flavor to what it's called. And then uh, our 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 favorite is the branding on the can, I think, is, is the one where we go off quite a bit. Arguably um, most important. You wouldn't even right. try the other two if the can wasn't sexy. Exactly. <laughs> We had to do something to make us a little different. Um, all right, drinkability. I think it's pretty drinkable. I'm not think, uh, getting toffee, but I'm getting a very drinkable stout. I mean, this is just a little bit of dirt with some milk. I, what do you think? I, um, I'm not a big toffee aficionado. Um, I don't go out of my way to drink uh, or eat toffee. Um, or if there's like a, you know, one of those coffee creamers with toffee on the advertisement on the side, I don't usually jump for it. But uh, it's unfortunate because I probably would have drank this beer a little bit sooner. And uh, I think it's actually pretty solid. Yeah, like this didn't need to be called English toffee. I think this is one of the better stouts we've had. I just don't know how it got labeled English toffee because I, I'm expecting more of a caramel uh, and some yeah. nuttiness. Yeah, but, like uh, caramelizing, isn't it just kind of like you cook it so it browns? Yeah, so, sugar, butter, and caramel. Yeah, if you're going to caramelize like sugar, I mean, it basically, toffee is caramel, kind of. Yeah. I, I, like, technically. So I think what I like about this is 
with me for caramel. It's not one of my go-to. Um, like I like it in a Snickers, and it's because the caramel's not the focal point. There's chocolate, nuts, you know, other stuff going on. And I like that there's a very subtle, super subtle kind of caramely flavor to it. Not in a, you know, like our uh, uh, German chocolate cake and the uh, the the coconut one that really. <laughs> Really soured us on this whole uh, experience. Uh, I like the subtlety of the the caramel flavor in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one an eight point one. I like that. Um, yeah, and I, I uh, the longer actually I played around with it, I am getting a little more caramel if you let it sit on your tongue. Oh wait, that's uh, I'm putting your square on mine. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around there too. I I think we've been pretty close to the eight for quite a while, except for oh man, there's the burps. Uh, except for that triple layer <laughs> that you just referenced. That's the only one that didn't stick around the eight. Um, I'm going to say I, I think I like this a little bit more than the Red Velvet. Um, so, well, you know what? I'm going to match it. 8.4 for me. Let's just keep rolling. Uh, matching the flavor. Mike, I, I'll just jump right in here. Again, I'm not getting a ton of toffee. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go uh, 5.1 on this one. It, it puts me a little bit higher than... Uh, that triple layer decadence, but definitely lower than peanut butter stout or anything uh, around that range. And um, you're, you, gonna, yeah, you go for it. I'm going to say uh, it does take a little bit to kind of get that flavor, but I think in the aftermath, I can kind of taste it on my breath. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, when you're on vacation and there's always that, that little shop that sells really hard rock candy and then they have toffee. Yeah, I could kind of, I could kind of taste that. So I'm gonna give this a hearty seven point seven. Oh wow, I like it. Uh, and then the can. I mean, look, I, we ask for subtlety, but here's the thing. Bread I think if it, oh, go ahead. But it, it's not just like a piece of a toffee, right? Which really wouldn't go over well. I, Mike, I really like this can. I, I think it's the coolest can that we've looked at so far i i don't know it sounds like you're not a huge fan but i i like the the style of this english flag i don't know i've, I've got too much light coming on it but it's kind of like uh you know a dirtied up uk flag a little bit like it's a little dusty i i think this is a really cool can i think this really helps sell what's going on in here uh even though it's not you know to me like i said i don't really know what english toffee means but they got to use the cool flag so I, i'm gonna go ahead and give it an 8.5 yeah i'm uh i think this can i'm gonna give it about a three um not right. feeling, not feeling it um it just it just kind of it's you know like when you you could have vanilla ice cream or you could have french vanilla uh and the whole, like the whole allure <laughs> of it is that it's foreign. And so this is, well, this isn't just toffee. This is English toffee. I much preferred toffee of the toffee lovers, you know, the English toffee. And in case there's any doubt of the Englishness of this English toffee, here's the English flag. You love British Bulldog, don't you? Oh, he was English. And uh, here you go. That's just, it's too much. I wanted like a little silver tray of toffees. And you know what I actually wouldn't mind? If we're going to go to the lakes to say what, you know, an English toffee instead of a toffee, how about like a uh, like a little poetic, uh, flowery description of the difference of why we opted for the English toffee instead of just toffee toffee? Just for that cool can. Yeah. Um, I, Mike, I so if you want to update your scores, I just cheated because I am getting the caramel now that it's warming up a little bit. Uh, and I realized, Mike, I'm going through this entire thing. I already filled up my glass. This is my second time filling it up. So I changed my drinkability to 8.7 and, uh, I, I upped the matching the flavor to six. So, uh, I'm actually at an 8.12 now, Mike, your score is at a seven. Um, uh, any changes to your thoughts? I figure if I got to cheat, you should I be mean, able to the, cheat. The too. label really bombed it. I wouldn't have bought this beer because of the label. Um, but I, I like the flavor a lot. Um, I think it is pretty drinkable, and so, it does. Yeah, yeah. I just can't get on. I can't get on board. I'm out. I'm out. All right. Officially, that makes it for me the the third best beer that we've had so far uh, out of this box, which is surprising because I thought this would be a throwaway. Mike, uh, for you, uh, you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five beers ahead of it. Uh, we've only got a few that beers left. Right. Yeah, man, they really, they really, uh, that can, oof, we got to do something. If I give the can, <laughs> oh, God, let me, uh, 
Let me look up one thing for you, man. Um, All right. This is good podcasting. Well, what I want you to do. There, there are shows that have a Googling song. I, I, I was thinking about investing in that. Have, uh, like what I was going to do is uh, just look up how many times the British Bulldog was an intercontinental champion. Um, and you're going to make that your score? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't able to find it. Okay. Uh, but we lost. God damn, this fucking sucks. Uh, we lost the Bulldog when he was only 39. Um, oh, it's got me all bummed out. All right. What I'm going to do is is double that number because that's at least as long as how you know we should have got him so i'm going to give this can a 7.8 in honor of davy boy smith the british bulldog there you so go we'll back this beer back up where i think the score is <laughs> a little more reflective of the flavor and, um, and ability quick uh quick shout out to to uh brody lee and all of his family uh now that you mentioned the british bulldog you and i are a couple of wrestling fans uh, it's going to be a while before we can talk wrestling uh oh, for our next uh, episode john, john huber yeah yeah john huber passed uh last night very unexpectedly uh especially the day after christmas got to be super heartbreaking for the whole family so uh yeah, throw that out there um you know yeah I mean, uh it's, it's reported as a non-covid thing so that's um uh, that's good to know i i guess that uh from that from that perspective it wasn't something necessarily that we knew if we could or could not prevent in that in that regard but it, it does make it a little more sudden unexpected and more heartbreaking i think in that sense yeah if you ever heard interviews about him um his family always came up um everyone who uh kind of sent their condolences their way kind of you know talked about what a great family man he was um and then in the ring, you know, we got we got traded to uh, you know really athletic, excellent, you know, big man who uh, in WWE he was uh, you know Luke Harper, like you said, who was supposed to be like a backwater, you know, uh, like almost like an alligator wrestler kind of character, part of the Wyatt family, and uh, he finally got to show his um, diversity when he went to All Elite Wrestling and um, you know use his his more of his natural North northeastern accent instead of being asked to be like a, a down south guy and he's really letting his uh kind of you know creative wings uh kind of you know reach and stretch and um he was really doing well as Brody lee and it's this is uh it's pretty pretty tough it's uh pretty rough news so condolences to the huber family this really stinks yeah i uh this is going to be even tougher because this is where we jump into ad uh but uh i i don't know how else to do it because this is what we set up you want to talk uh what let's talk uh let's move on let's talk who the red wings recalled and then we'll jump into our ad spot um uh, to, uh so it was actually yesterday the detroit red wings reported uh the recalling officially uh matthias bro michael rasmussen uh philip sedina philip Ronick, and gustav lindstrom uh everybody from uh the european clubs that can actually come back because uh, there was still those agreements out there in the SHL, guys um, being stuck over there like uh, our our Mo Hard Cider, Cider, Oof, another burp from the beer. Uh, so this is this is good. We we did get reports from uh, Zadina's um, agent manager agent, I think. Yeah, agent uh, for for when he was flying over. So uh, this is good to see the Red Wings make that official uh, statement that these guys have been recalled. You you kind of. We're waiting for that, kind of hoping that there wasn't going to be an issue with any of these guys coming back, or or if they didn't see the point in a 56 game season of uh, you know Erasmuson coming over. Definitely Heronic was coming back. We knew that. And he, I mean, he's got a solid spot. Um, but this is this is where it's official, and it, it's good to know. I uh, I don't know if there's too much to dissect here, but I, I think it it's one of those things, kind of with. Um, you know, we did the arbitration hearings, right? And we were kind of, we, we just kept telling ourselves week after week, not a big deal, not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Everything will work out. But you didn't know for sure. You, you still yeah. had that thought in the back of your head. This is where we can just cross off another thing that we're worrying about and just say, all right, it's solved. Let's, it's all figured out. Let's, uh, we'll move on forward. Uh, so good, good news from that perspective. Uh, and good to see, you know, we were just talking earlier about setting up our brothers of, of destruction on the power play lines. Once uh, Soderblom's ready and we'll have Rasmussen on another power play line. Uh, it's, it's good to see that that's official. We'll, we'll see some Rasmussen and he's going to get, uh, he's going to get that shot. Uh, hopefully fingers crossed that this is that year that he takes that giant step forward 
he's got Mike. He's got giant tree trunks for legs, so hopefully that'll help him move uh, <laughs> move those strides a little bit further into into where we want to see a first round pick uh, performing at. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, the only thing Man. is, uh, I was just you know reading about it might be a little tough with uh, you know if these guys don't actually make the team, <laughs> what the Red Wings are going to do with them uh, if they're going to put them in the AHL or. Uh, you know, keep them on that taxi squad, um, what they're calling it for the, um, you know, cause of COVID, if you need to immediately call somebody up, uh, to have them ready, uh, just in case, um, and how tough that might be to kind of have these guys practicing and not playing, um, or do you just let them commit to being in an AHL, but the AHL is not quite sure what they're doing this season. Uh, right. Oh, not a great, uh, not a great, uh, uh, situation. Uh, for a Red Wings team that desperately needs to develop uh, young talent, so hopefully yeah, one of the things kind of take some liberties that the like uh, our other Detroit sports team is doing, uh, the Pistons, who are just throwing a couple rookies out there and letting them start and just kind of just do it. And I know that's not you know the Red Wing mentality traditionally, but this COVID season, this shortened season, uh, with the HL kind of. Uh, uncertainty there uh with the 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 cab situation not 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 great i don't know if i I wish that there was i wish that there was more of an urgency to kind of at least this season to kind of give these guys just just get them games get them get them on the ice and playing even if we have to kind of sacrifice the fourth line and maybe uh some losses here uh but you know i can't imagine winning is anything remotely like a like a priority at this point yeah i think i think with what steve eiserman was saying last year i think you're absolutely right like this is where you just kind of force it and let's let's see what we can what we can get out of these guys or are any of these guys worthwhile um and we've seen a lot of movement uh when this offseason started the guys being bought out and guys not getting contracts that we thought were going to get contracts so i i think steve's the guy that's going to pull the trigger um and i think um Unfortunately for Rasmussen, like this is this kind of seems like this is it. Um, he's got to get her going now, or going to get a left behind. Um, but we also know, I think at this point, we can trust Steve to make that right decision. It's not something he's going to let this continue on because we've seen a flash. I think he needs to see that light bulb turn on and, and stay on. Uh, so, Mike, it's another light bulb I like to use on a weekly basis. That's uh, that's that LED light on my Manscaped. Lawnmower 3.0, that's right. Uh, it shines where the sun don't shine to make sure you don't miss a spot. You don't want to have one hair left over, so you got to clean clean your pickle to avoid that tickle from the one hair. That's right, and you do that with the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, you can find that at manscaped.com. And, uh, Mike, because you, everybody here listening is a listener of the Hockey Podcast Network, you can use the promo code THPN to get uh, 20% off and free shipping on your Lawnmower 3.0. Let's, uh, for all the good folks at home, let's make it a little bit easier if they're reading this right now. There it is. There's that beautiful clipper. Uh, it, it Mike, it's the cleanest shave you're going to get. It's because of that 7,000 RPM motor, and it's a 3.0, meaning that they've had two iterations where they've been able to improve upon and give you this perfect tool for your family jewels. That's right, in Lawnmower 3.0. We've been talking about it for months. Uh, I, I don't know if I can recall the litany of different one-liners we've had for this but definitely avoid the tickle shave your pickle lawnmower 3.0 manscaped.com promo code thpn gets you 20 percent off and free shipping again manscaped.com promo code thpn 20 percent off and free shipping all right mike you got a question for me oh make that cock as soft as a sock Oh, I did have a question for you. Was that it? Uh, uh, how do you do related? No, uh, we're the season is nearly upon us, Matt. We're gonna we're gonna be breaking practice here on the thirty first. Um, what a weird way to uh, kind of bring everybody back. Hey, uh, guys, guess what? League's back. Woo! All right, and first practice is on a holiday. Who's excited? Uh, can it be like January 2nd or no, 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 we're going to get you on the 31st. So you're all tired and then it ruins your New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Anyway, <laughs> uh, big news breaking out of Red Wings camp. Uh, Steve Eiserman has said, we don't know who it is. Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. Uh, we don't know who it is, but 
We are going to name a captain. So, wow. Huge news. Uh, Helene St. James fell out of her chair, reportedly. Uh, we're kidding. That's barely news. What? <laughs> barely news at all. Man, this is the only thing I wanted to post to you. At this point, the Red Wings captain captaincy, um, it's, it's just kind of a it's, running joke uh, for us in Detroit. Um, I, I We just assumed it was Dylan Larkin. Uh, he's far away our best player. Um, offensively, defensively, if there's uh, some shenanigans goes down on the ice, the first person we talk to is Dylan Larkin. Um, our other assistant captains, uh, I believe, are Luke Glendening. Not not in our top 10 best players. And then uh, Franz Nielsen, who is guaranteed in our top two oldest players. Uh, so, Matt, I got to think it's Larkin uh, that the uh, the big reveal is going to be. Iserman said he's got a big thing planned. I don't know if there's going to be a big Zoom meeting for all the season ticket holders. I don't know what he's got planned. But, Matt, here's my oh. question for you. This is shrouded in mystery, allegedly, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to give you this question about the Red Wings captaincy. Matt, can you talk me into the field? And by that, I mean, is there any chance anyone could be the captain outside of Larkin? Well, I, I want to give a quick shout out to at Walleye Hockey 11, because uh, we, we were chatting about it a little bit on Twitter, and he pointed out Eisman's uh, choice of attire in his last press conference was a Michigan hat. Uh, with uh, it was a Red Wings hat in Michigan colors. Mm. Was he Mike? Was this long term wrestling storytelling? Is this <laughs> is he you know, letting us in on the secret? Um, no, I uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that was a pretty good uh, point. Uh, by uh, Walleye Hockey 11. Uh, go give him a follow. He's uh, he puts on his profile, he's one fun, energetic uh, hockey fan. Um, all right, Mike, here's the thing. Uh, this is going to happen because all the, all the Red Wings are coming in. Uh, they're, they're like, you know, it's one thing, Steve, for you to just pick a guy, you know, who's from Michigan. Uh, he's kind of young. He's performed okay his first few years. But then the other 20 Red Wings on the team sit Steve down and they're like, look, we get it. This seems like a no brainer, but are you forgetting that we could have a guy with no teeth as, as the captain and Tyler Bertuzzi, but I, let, let's, 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 let's look at this from a, a leadership uh, perspective, right? Like let's, let's forget the fact that Dylan Larkin is, has been uh, a captain without the title the last couple of years. Let's forget the fact that he's demonstrated to everyone that he can handle this role as well as from a PR and marketing perspective, he's perfect for it. Forget all that, Mike. We've got so many guys that could potentially one day show that they are the most talented player on the team. God damn, this is so goddamn fucking hard. Um, Mike, you've got... All right. Um, I it's, mean... It, give us a name, Matt. Give us one single name. Let's go with, uh, I guess, Heronic would be a good shot. Um, I knew you were going to pick that. So, Heronic is, is actually performing at the level we need a defenseman like him to perform at. Like, he's at his spot. It's not like he's a top, you know, he's, he's a top-line center. And he's just barely cracking the, you know, the mold of what a top-line center needs to perform at. Heronic's asked to be a top-four defenseman, and he performs that job to a T. He looks like he's ready. He, he is that NHL player. He's good to go. We've seen it happen for a couple of years. Give that man the C. Let's let's see a 17 C. Uh, that sounded like a different thing. Uh, <laughs> Jersey coming out. Uh, I don't know, Mike. This this is so tough because, like again, from a marketing and PR perspective, there's. There's literally no one that makes sense, and that's where my brain goes first. Um, let's let's see. Uh, you've got Heronic. That's about it. That's. I mean, do you want to give it? Do you want to give it to the guy who's got the I longest mean, term contract left, which would be for <laughs> Anthony Mantha? 
Uh, by default, you're going to be here the longest. So we're going to need you to put a big old C on your jersey and uh, start answering a bunch of questions. Are you ready? Also, we're not stitching jerseys together anymore, so that's why we're picking you. This will save us money in the long run where we won't need to make you another jersey. We're just going to make a couple of jerseys. Red and white one with the C on it. You have one of these cool. silly reverse retro jerseys. We already made it, so just Mantha, you're, uh, you're the captain. question man. is, Captain, uh, how does it feel to have another game without uh, one of your best players on the ice because he's injured yet again? Uh, it, coincidentally, that's you. Uh, Anthony, how does, how does your injury once again affect the team? Your thoughts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I this, know they cut Mike a little deep, but uh, there's there's no it, it's lurking. So it's just about how Eisman, I guess, is planning to present it. Uh, Matt, if you don't have anything silly off the cuff prepared, but that's okay. No, uh, yeah, it's great to get this off the. Is, is there right any, the... is there anything Eisman uh, might have planned uh, about this big reveal that would be kind of cool? I hope there's like a, a big ceremony at the start. Like you, you want to do that thing where you're counting how many players have come out in game one uh, because they're going to wait and announce the captain as he, as he comes out to the ice. I, I, think, I think that, that would be Martin pretty neat. should uh, um, just have like a regular red Jersey. He doesn't even have his a anymore. And then he comes out and then uh, like Justin Timberlake comes over and sings the national anthem. And he's like, Better have you nick it by the end of this song, and then he pulls the thing down, and there's like a little white C underneath. Is there are there any singers that have like a big red like like we could put like a mustache on them, and then they pull it off, and it's oh, it's the C for the jersey, and then he slaps it on. <laughs> I mean, like a uh, big old like not it's not a handlebar. What's that? Uh, it's a it's not a mutton chop. You know that that big ugly thing. It's a mustache. Goes down to your chin. That that would be fun. That seems like we're gonna have to get a Muppet involved to make that work. Oh um, yeah. Um, I don't know, Matt. Uh, I tried to quickly bring up some of my artists uh, that start with the letter C. I have Sheik, who who does La Freak. I have Childish Gambino, which I don't think he's coming. And then Code Orange, who does the remix Bray Wyatt theme. So uh, theme theme theme. So uh, probably not. No. Well, that would. That would be nice, but I, I said an artist who has a big old mustache. I don't need. I, I thought just need for them some to... reason you said the letter C. I, I heard the letter C somewhere. <laughs> See, uh, watch, watch, watch. Uh, you do the mustache, and if you turn it, it's a C. <laughs> it's English That's hell of a beer. Hell of a beer. Mike, way of dumber beer. of a joke than you could have imagined. Uh, wow. For all the podcast listeners, I apologize. Yes, um, Mike, I, I get where you're coming from, but it it it's just. There isn't even a joke here. Like, uh, honestly, it's just uh, eyeball rolling for me to go, you know, Franz Nielsen with his minus 13. Like, it's not even, how do you build a joke? It's like how comedians say, like, they can't build a routine off Donald Trump because it's the horror. Like, the horror is so disgusting. Like, you can't just build a routine off going, you know what this idiot said again? You can't do it. He just does it. It's every day. So, and it, and it, and it hurts everybody. So, that, there's that reality. But then you look at this team. There's nothing that makes sense. At, at um, I when I spoke to uh, Keith Gave a couple months back, I, I asked him the the same question. I was like, "Is there any way Dylan doesn't get this?" And Keith actually said, "You know, you don't have to give it to to the guy that that you know produces the most is is like the 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 highest scorer on the team." Yeah. And, I, I think where he was coming from was just like, don't just give it to Dylan for that. But then you build the case and you're like, all right, uh, he's from Waterford. He's been playing captain for the last couple of years. So we know he can handle it from uh, that media perspective and the on ice with the uh, officials perspective. I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, he, he was awarded that C by his teammates. And if you, if that happens, I don't, I don't know where else to look if, if the team already respects him enough to say you're the captain of this team uh, without having a C on there. I guess maybe that's how we pivot this conversation where Iserman has waited till it got to a point where it's it's such an obvious choice that now it's not just, well, I guess we'll give it to our point guy. No, we're going to give it to the guy who's most deserving. Like now it's such a it's such a consensus that it's just time to make it official so he was already the captain now we're just going to put a c on his jersey 
Yeah, and I, I think there might be new conversations to start. And I know you wanted me to have fun with this, but again, the, the horrors of picking anybody else just makes it seem like I'm going, oh, pick a card, and then I look like an asshole. <laughs> so um, I, I just, I, I think the conversation, like the real conversation gets more interesting as this team continues to build. And if there's anybody added later, I mean, but besides that, if we're really talking about, can anybody else hold the C? Uh, there's there's nobody there. This is, this is his C. This is his team. This is his captaincy. Um, yeah. Long, 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 terrible. My inability to improv gone short. I think we, we agree. That's where Iserman was kind of, that's what he's kind of getting at is now it's, it's almost like we are picking him and he's already picked him by acting how he's acted. So everybody, he, everybody's already kind of picked Larkin. In a way, so it's it's what we want to do in the first place. Do you want to see? Do you want to see Anthony Mantha carry an A? You think? Again, going back to like I the contract situation, I think they trust him. I mean, at this point, I mean, I would look to him as a leader anyway. Uh, but I think the success of this season is going to hinge on him being healthy and staying on the ice because he's one of our better scorers. Um, I, I mean, to not he, give it to not give it to him to see that they've committed you know, uh, money and salary to him. And, uh, you know, they've said, listen, we've looked at your injury history and it's devastated us a little bit uh, because uh, our first line production is really cratered when uh, you've been on the shelf, which is pretty frequent. Uh, but please just stay healthy. And you're such an integral part to our, um, you know, our win-loss column. I, I, it's almost like why why not give it to him because he he is such an important part of the team and I it's I you're lying to yourself point, if you don't yeah at this point to me even though there's a huge drop off in skill and talent I I would measure that to the the similarities of uh, like Iserman and Fedorov kind of deal uh, that you, you do want to acknowledge the guy who's who's going to be putting up a lot of goals and points for you. Uh, and I think that's a good way to acknowledge him, but you also are going to be asking more from him. Like you can't, you can't just earn the the second highest contract on here and not be asked to be a leader in that room. I I, I think that's the best way to do it too for a guy like Mantha because we, I mean, to be completely honest, we saw a guy who was kind of sheepish um, in, in his press conference. He he did not come off with a ton of confidence, and one of the things. That I, I always said was uh, I, I knew that I could uh, I, I was going to lead once I got like the the title kind of thing like once I was given the right spot so I, I and then from then on in my career like I, I became a leader in whatever spot I, I was I was put into so from that from that perspective maybe Mantha has that as well like he's he's a guy that you know probably could have demanded more money and he walked away with a contract that you and I both looked at and said, wow, what a steal for Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings. And um, I, I just want to see him get put in these different situations where he sees how important he can be to a team. And, and we stop having these conversations about, well, his injury history. Uh, obviously that's got to mean he goes through a whole season without an injury, but uh, let's screw it. Let's ask more out of him. You're you're the assistant captain, man. You've got more to do. You've got to go in that locker room and get these guys hyped up. Don't just say you're going to do it with a four goal performance in, in game one. You're going to do it by, you know, smacking these guys in the head with your stick and telling them to wake the f up. Um, so, there. I mean, there's that. I, I like that perspective. I, I know a lot of people could just turn right around and go, "You got to make space for." like a Heronic or a DeKaiser, you've got the longevity in DeKaiser and you've also got um, the longevity and experience of Glenn Denning and, and Helm. But I, I think it would be important for a guy who's going to be on this team potentially, you know, for those next four years to, for him to, to be tested in this capacity as well. I, I, I think it makes sense. I think, uh, I think you put yourself in that position to make sure you test him in that capacity because he's got that lengthy contract, but uh you know, there, there's opinions to go every which way. Uh, you don't need to test the guy with the talent. You just let him go out there and score. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, no, I, uh, it, was a, it was a fun exercise. It really all it did was, uh, I think, solidify and cement that Larkin is the captain and leader of this team. Boom. <laughs> Everybody listening is like, okay, check. 
All right, Mike, do you have uh uh it sounds like you're gonna ask if I had an edition of Who's It Pokemon? Yeah, Jeff. Uh, why that takes so long to load? I don't know, but there he is doing his perfect uh slowpoke impression from uh generation one of Pokemon. Matt, uh, as we try to do every week and every episode, uh, we cherry-pick a quote from head coach Jeff Blaschel. He's talking about one of our beloved Detroit Runways. Matt, I will read that quote. Usually, as friend of the show, Paul Woods, uh, very rarely as myself. Matt, once again, you get to choose uh, your brother as the reader or Paul Woods. <coughs> Come on. Why are we asking? Paul Woods. All right, man. Right well, this told his brother to go to hell. Here we go. Matt, this is uh, – we don't have any real – new interviews and news yet i imagine that will change come the 31st so we're going back in time to roughly december 27th 2019 uh head coach jeff flashel was talking about a prospect on the red wings matt are you ready yes all right coming in here he is uh friend of the show paul woods uh very excited to be here uh matt click uh we're gonna try and get you off the schneid here you've lost like uh three of these things in the row and uh we thought you were a hockey fan but apparently not we're gonna take away those credentials and uh no press pass for you if you don't get this one right matt here are you ready oh okay i thought that was part of the quote i was really confused yeah you press <laughs> you revoked if you get this one wrong here we go <laughs> i'm so fucked because i thought that was it. uh very okay. exciting uh this player's also been mentioned in uh today's show so it's very exciting that uh you got a chance on this one uh here here we go last week uh, had, uh red wings coach uh, jeff blashell talked about how blank's size up the middle could make him almost a third defenseman and said he envisioned some potentially becoming quote kind of a shutdown type center that can play against the other team's best oh in addition to providing his unique talent at the net front on the power play for those uh, Detroit Red Wings. All right, Mike. No, no look. Are you, you ready? I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Don't look. Michael right. Rasmussen. Franz <laughs> Nielsen. Shut up. It was Rasmussen. <laughs> Matt, you're off the schneid. Woo! <laughs> oh, so oh thank God. Back. We almost had to retire this game. All right. Um. That was who's that Pokemon? Uh, we were talking about Rasmussen. Uh, he, um, I think, one half of the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, basically asking about his performance so far, and uh, he he knew it hadn't quite gotten to the point where anybody wanted, um, including himself. And uh, you know, he talked about he wants to get better defensively, get better offensively, and uh, you know, Jeff Blashell just said. Yeah, you know, he could be a third defenseman. He's that kind of that kind of that kind of size, and we just gotta teach him how to really harness it and uh, bring it to the games. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a glowing review, right? Um, a year ago, so now we've got a whole other year to come up. We just gotta teach him how to play hockey. Yeah, um, <laughs> solid first round pick, uh, if there ever was one. Oh no, you just turned oh, into a pigeon. I don't know what happened. Why are you a pigeon? I don't know. I mean, I like, you know, talking to you, but it is also pretty funny to see you become a pigeon. Uh, <laughs> um, it, might be uh, our, it might be our sign to wrap this one up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's going to be another... Uh, <laughs> of uh, Red Wings rant featuring uh, Michael and uh, his brother Pigeon. Uh, Matt the Pigeon is right over there. You can hear all his thoughts and prayers. And you know we got the Twitter going. We got the brothers of discussion hockey. You can see us on uh, the website. Oh my God! Hey! There he is. Matt has anamorphed back from a pigeon back into regular Matt. Glad to see him. Don't want to uh, stay as a pigeon. I'm almost a thousand percent sure that uh, producer Pigeon for the Hockey Podcast Network just signed in uh, to our shared StreamYard account. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's what just happened. All right. Um, where were we? I think we were signing off. Okay. Thanks. Sorry for that uh, hiccup there, everybody. <laughs> uh, check out uh, at BOD Hockey for uh, continued World Juniors coverage. Uh, especially Sweden. Uh, Mike, it's it's tough to have a baby and watch uh, 10 hours of, of junior hockey because even though it's fun to watch Soderblom, uh, hey, uh, Canadians, I'm super sorry. Uh, that is it's not great hockey. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you saw the uh, 
uh, 12,000 to nothing uh, Canada win yesterday. That was, uh, boy, oh boy, uh, what a fun tournament that Canada sets up for itself every year. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Um, Chicago <laughs> Swedish games. We'll be, we'll be live at BOD Hockey, checking them out. Uh, we're on Facebook as uh, Red Wings Rant. And uh, find us at BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Go to the shop to get these cool sweatshirts. Uh, we've got some other fun stuff like masks that uh, hopefully we won't need too much longer. Um, thanks for checking. Well, there's a burp. Thanks for checking us out. Another burp. Oh, that beer. Holy crap. Uh, have a good one, everybody, and uh, Happy New Year. Before we sign off, man, can you do a quick uh, pitching impression? Well, it's more of a chicken, but uh, we get what he's called. Oh, they do the neck. They do the neck. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got our advertisement for uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. Matt being a (laughs) fan. Matt, that made my day. Um, All right, I'm ready to go. All right. right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.